Welcome to In General, the Jurassic Outpost podcast. My name is Jack. I'm joined with Chris and Assis. How's it going today? I am so glad to be back, everyone. It's been way too long. What are we doing, guys? It's been too it's been long. a long time. This is part two of two. This is our second part, um, which we recorded months. Like six months ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we really, uh, we really we pushed it. The good news is, is we are still in 2022 recording this. And like we, we promised. We promised we're them dangerously come out. close. It's December 30th. We are dangerously close to the end of the year. <laughs> Assuming but, we can't without before the first. That's 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 yeah. Uh, that's but we're not at the end of the year yet while recording, and that's yeah. all that matters. That's it. That's it. Um, this is discussing Dom part two of two. If you missed the first part, uh, it's, I mean, it should be right there. It should be available to you. It should be very easy for you to figure you out. You should have seen it by five times by now, each of you. I mean, by now. But we're finally on part two. I'm joined with the guys, and we have a few things to discuss before we jump into Dominion and the extended cut. I want to talk about sixty-five. Mm-hmm. 65. 100 minus 35. The trailer for this movie came out, finally. Um, yes. And there were rumors back in when it first got announced, supposedly, that this was a dinosaur movie. And then the studio, I think Sony, removed that synopsis, so there was a bit of unsure. And then there were apparently some test screenings that may have changed the movie a little bit. But it is a dinosaur movie. Or at least it's a dinosaur. No, it's a, it's a dinosaur with movies in it. So it. A dinosaur with movies in it. Um, no feathers, though. No feathers either way. No feathers either way. What's funny is, is I'm so curious what their original marketing was going to be for this movie, because everyone that worked on it have been like tweeting like, "Oh, damn!" When we were working on it, we were told like it was supposed to be a secret that it was a dinosaur movie, and you weren't supposed to find out till you're in theaters and everything like that. And like, like in the movie, in the trailer, they're like crash landed on earth 65 million years ago and they're like that was supposed to be the final act twist not not oh, that there were in the movie but like but that was like supposed to be like the twist at the end of the movie that it was earth in the past so they're like they really have obviously changed this film quite a bit since its initial um filming and development so, or they just spoil the movie entirely I mean, they can do that sometimes yeah, you know what, i'm gonna watch it regardless you know, if you put adam driver aka ben solo on screen dude i'm there i am there he's he's good he stuff he's a good actor he looks great. And who made this? Is this an A24 role. film? No, no. It's um just Sony. That was Sony another rumor that came out. I remember, I think yeah, it was I heard something about when, that. When this happened, we were working, and I was like, where is the A24 thing coming from? I heard that it's too. not an right? A24 movie, and I kept seeing that everywhere. I wish it was, though. Oh, boy. But, um, yeah, no, I didn't hear anything about this movie. It was literally, like, the day before the trailer came out. Ryan had uh, messaged mm-hmm. me. It was like, he was like, dude. What's going on with 65? And I was just like, what, 65? Oh, I know Chris is like the go-to guy for dinosaurs. Like, yeah, dinosaur like, related Chris knows. It's like, the movie is that driver, and it's going to supposedly have dinosaurs. And I'm like, I've literally heard nothing about this. <laughs> yeah, my, sources, my dinosaur sources didn't say anything about it. I found out about it like a day before the trailer came out. And I was just like, oh, well, I guess we'll find out if this is a dinosaur movie tomorrow. And... As we've been saying, it is a dinosaur movie. And I think it's pretty cool because this is the first time that there has been a um, Hollywood blockbuster dinosaur movie outside of the Jurassic uh, franchise. I think probably since that Will Ferrell Land of the Lost movie mm-hmm. from live action. Um, I might be wrong, but I don't think that there's been any. The maybe some movie. journey to the center of the earth. They were like featured maybe for like a scene or two, but like nothing prominent like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really a commentary I'm, of, of of movies in the past ten years, hasn't it? That there aren't any other dinosaur franchises I'd argue aside from one. Jurassic, and now finally we may have one. Mm-hmm. Although, aren't there? 
con- uh, reports saying that uh, there were supposed to be herbivores in the movie and something happened. Yeah. She's at least, because so far we only know of T-Rex, Oviraptor. Come on, help me yeah, out here, Chris. Some sort of raptor thing, yeah. Yeah, some sort of generic raptor. There's some sort of T-Rex thing. There's some sort of... um. I do think there is some sort of Oviraptor thing. Um, but yeah, I think that there were rumors... I guess that there was going to be like a companion dinosaur that they cut entirely from the movie. And it was supposed to like a three-legged ankylosaurus or something like that. And it was like young. So it sort of like stuck close to the, them and um, one-legged bumpy, like a triceratops type of moment. And apparently they cut out all of like the cuter, more like humble moments with dinosaurs and then just added a lot more horror moments with dinosaurs, which does make I'm me not a big fan of that. Which does make me worry because it just sounds yeah. like it's going down genera, generic, generic monster like, dinosaurs. I mean, looking at looking at their designs, they're really bad. I will very say very generic, very two rock. I'm not talking accuracy. I really don't care about accuracy with a movie like this. Like whatever. Um, I'm just talking. Does they just look like your generic video game arcade game dinosaurs? They didn't put any creativity almost behind it. Like you could take that that smaller raptor, and that could have been from anything from the early 2000s and the late 90s. It looks it's, everything it's a, like it. 2004 video game raptor, exactly. Not, not CG quality. The CG quality is obviously better. I'm just talking yeah. about the design. It's got those. Mm-hmm. It's like its wrists are more humanoid than like the Jurassic Park ones. You know what I mean? Where it's like that are riffing off a Jurassic Park, but not doing the research to even make it feel like a real animal. Like Jurassic Park did Jurassic Park took a lot of liberties, but they felt like they were real physiological creatures where this has more of that video game thing. Um, So that's a bit of a bummer. And again, I'm not talking accuracy. Accuracy would be really cool, but like I would be totally fine for like a Peter Jackson's King Kong type thing again, where they do their own thing and it just feels really cool and creative and imaginative and real. Um, but Adam Driver has a good, he chooses good movies. He chooses good projects. So uh, this could be a good movie with some mediocre dinosaur designs. And I don't know, I'll, I'll still take that. Um, I, I mean, from the writers of A Quiet Place, we've long said, Quiet mm. Place Dinosaurs, let's do it. Like, so, I, I, you know, you, I'm excited. You hope for the suspense it. is there. You hope the tension is there. And you hope more than anything, the story is there. It's got to be, you know, it's got to feel like a, a, a solid story and script before it can actually be this great dinosaur yeah. movie. That's what I worry about is that it is going to end up with all the amount that we're hearing that it's been sliced and diced after test screenings, that it might end up feeling a little um, sci-fi, sci-fi original um, running yeah, down. And a little messy. As Pretty well, much right? get from point A to point B, save the kid kind of thing. And yeah, I, I, I don't see where they, the tension's coming from. Yeah, it sounded cooler. I mean, they may still have some sort of like, thing like this in the third act but i love the idea that you find out as like almost towards the end of the movie that there's the time travel aspect right i love yeah. that it's not another planet it's not so they're on earth man like that's that's so a, the real question is cool. do you think they accidentally caused the extinction of the dinosaurs oh is that the plot twist now no i don't know i don't know that i'm just like asking you because I, that's I'm, a good idea that's a good that's a good question years ago humanity lands on the planet I'm like, is this movie going to end with like them doing something that accidentally causes a mass extinction event? Um, I, I don't, don't know. Hate that. I kind of like that. Actually. At the same time, I don't know if they want sequel potential on this movie, and if that's the case, then that's definitely not happening. Sixty-five um, million and one. So, yeah. <laughs> Sixty-five two. Or will um, there be <laughs> Will they just like, pull something completely out of nowhere, and then it's going to be like humans surviving on a planet with dinosaurs versus? Animals. I watch that. I don't yeah, watch the hell out of that. Really I don't know. 
the whole thing seems um it's exciting either way it's exciting there's a new dinosaur property coming do we have a release date what's the release date for that? uh february isn't it february or march, or march? It's not really the best place for movies although i think that's kind of outdated now the that's of, kind like, of a, yeah back in the past dumping ground in early early of the year it's not really a bad thing anymore especially january is like usually the real dumping ground february is where you can get a little bit of play um and also yeah like you said that all that that game's entirely changed yeah, so it's going to be exciting to see what this movie does. I'm excited to see it. But if there's anybody out there listening, excuse me, who has information on 65, Jurassic Outpost will now be reporting on this movie. So we want to bring mm-hmm. you all the leaks. And <laughs> um, but, for, but for real, like I'm curious. I would love. I would love to know if the story is true about the three-legged Ankylosaurus and whatnot. What happened there? How much the movie's changed? I'm a lot more curious not about like what's going to be in the final movie but more like how did it change why did it change hmm. um we'll be talking about curious. something like that soon yeah we'll be talking about something like that with a little little franchise we like to call j-dubs <laughs> but i'm curious about the test screenings and if that's true and like you know kind of how it went down people do usually i mean they sign ndas but people usually do leak stuff from screenings online it happened with the latest texas chainsaw like the whole it happens with any any time there's a movie screening there are always get one it happened with jurassic world dominion um like a few months before the movie came out uh and we will discuss that we will (laughs) that's very interesting but one more point about 65 and that whole test screening thing i just reminded myself the texas chainsaw movie that came out the latest one that came out right i'm a sucker for texas chainsaw and to this day, I've been waiting for a good sequel. Every sequel I give a give a chance to. Some of them are all right. Some of them, are, most of them are terrible. But um, this one came out, and then a few months before it came out, there was a test screening leak, and people saying the movie's this, this, and this, and it's awful, and everybody left, and like it was a bad review. Anyway, the movie didn't really change. Was released, um, and I enjoyed it, and I think it helped. Really told wow. this movie is this this and this and you're not going to enjoy it and i was like well i'll be the judge of that and i did have a really good time the points they were saying were true and the movie mm-hmm. isn't very logical but uh i had a good time man i think like it's very important to have your own context for stuff you know and i think with 65 people saying well the studio are changing it they wanted to change stuff maybe to take some dinosaurs out like that just seems like similar response to how universal may have acted through the jurassic franchise over time um which again we'll go into but it's an interesting point but there is a few more things to discuss before we do that arc the animated series yeah um so you've played arc the game survival game right i have played arc uh a little bit on the xbox yes back in in, uh, early access days i have not played since the proper builds have come (laughs) up but i like the idea and i'm I'm pretty excited for the anime that's coming out i like the idea of some more just more dinosaur content that's just varied give me more varied dinosaur content i'm all about it especially Um, based on video games can you give a quick overview what it what it actually is and what what arc is Oh boy, Ark is almost like a Minecraft-esque building survival game that just kind of has open-world aspects and there's the dinosaurs kind of running around. You I'm not, I'm not the biggest. Yeah, Chris probably can explain it better than I can. It's been a number of years, but essentially, what I remember is like Minecraft with dinosaurs and open world. Like no story. It's a sandbox yeah. game. You dropped in, you got nothing. Go it's find like a Gary's stick. Mod type thing, you know. Go like... find a stick. Go find a rock. Start bashing together. Eventually, you can maybe make humble beginnings and make your way up. Yeah, and, and then technology and stuff like that. Eventually, you can like build technology and you can do all this crazy stuff. But 
in this open world there are just dinosaurs and then i think there's like a multiplayer component where it's not like competitive multiplayer in the traditional sense it's just other people are surviving in this world with you and you can Mm -hmm. like build towns and like armor on dinosaurs and ride them and it gets really crazy the problem is is um you really got to be committed to it because like i for one thing when it first came out it was clunky as anything on the xbox Mm -hmm. um yeah it's a lot better now but like again it just drops you in no doesn't tell you how to play the game you really have to be committed you really have to be willing to like put mad amount of time into your character which a lot of people are it's hugely successful this game i i usually run around um end up hiding on a rock from a dinosaur and bash it with a stick for like an hour and going i can't play this game this this is miserable Um, people that get get far enough in the game where it becomes a very playable game mainly on pc because it still doesn't run great on consoles but the concept is there it's just very clunky refined it's very much one of those like now sequel is coming out and looks like they're really addressing a lot of that um but anyhow, so it's a. I think you're like a person from the future thrust into a world with dinosaurs, and there's. And then, and then there, there's like mysterious artifacts or something like that. Um, from the '65 animated series trailer, it looks like the main character. Arc animated. Not six. Not '65. The uh, <laughs> arc animated looks like the character. She dies in like our world's Earth and wakes yes. up in the dinosaur place. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there is a crazy cast list on that. Yeah, sorry. I was just looking yeah. at the trailer. It opens by saying exec producers Gerald Butler, Gerard Butler, Russell Crowe, and Vin Diesel. What the hell? <laughs> um, what the hell is going on? They're throwing some cash at this. Yeah. You know, it's got so many people in it. Gerald Butler, David Tennant, um, Jeffrey Wright, Elliot Page, Carl Urban. Alan oh, so it's, a great, it's a great cast. Um, yeah. It's got a lot of people on it. The art style looks pretty fun. Um, and it's, like I said, it's preceding a sequel game that's coming out that also is apparently going to be have everything you like about the original game in terms of, like, living in an open world, building your world, choosing your options. But it's also going to be narratively based, I believe. Like, I think Vin Diesel is also, like, acting a character in the sequel. So it'll be a little bit more of a narrative-driven. So if you want something that gives you structure and story... Vin Diesel and dinosaurs. Um so I don't know. It's really strange, but Ark that is a huge dinosaur game with the time. I mean, hell, Mattel has copied some Ark designs for their toys in the past. Um, the Tapahara was straight up out of Ark. The design and the colors, like they literally. Oh, it's an influential game. You were saying it, it's an yeah. It, it's yeah. One of the ma- major sources of um, dinosaur media outside of the Jurassic franchise. It's one of the most influential. One influent- of the biggest IPs, you would say. Yes, yeah. and Jurassic kind of are holding it down. Because you can imagine where are you at? You have more time to just dump tons of hours to figure out a game. Mm-hmm. I imagine that type of game would be very appealing. But for me, I'm just like... But, you don't want the attention span. We don't have it. it tough. Yeah, that, it sounds more like one of those, like a simulation game. You know, yeah, like, it's, you it's, start it's, from nothing, right. slowly build your way up, like a city builder or something. I fucking love it's city. It's like a survival builder. sim. First person <laughs> yeah. survival sim. Um, sorry, so I'm looking through this trailer. Firstly, animation is... Um, I, I don't even know what kind of animation you define that as, but it's gorgeous. And it has a very, yeah. like, 90s feel to it in a weird mm-hmm. way. I don't know if that's just me or... Um, it looks like... It's obviously not, but it looks very, like, hand-drawn. Very... It, got a real what I like, it seems like it's using hand-drawn backgrounds, um, something that a lot of things don't use anymore, um, which I 
like I like that. I like um, you know the original sort of animation that used a lot of hand drawn backgrounds and then computer assisted characters, but it's still going for a very two D animated traditional um, animated style. So I don't know. It might be good. I don't know. God knows they're throwing a lot of money at it, um, so they kind of need it to be good. But what's crazy is when the, even in the trailer they're like, or even with the press release they're like launching on a platform yet to be announced. I don't think that means the platform <laughs> hasn't been announced. I think it just means that they haven't said who's picking this up yet because maybe, maybe it's, yeah, uh, maybe they haven't landed an agreement. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised if whatever studio is making this formed their own video platform that we. I hope not. I'm doing line, buddy. Just throw it on Netflix because that's what everyone has. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that would be good. Of course, Netflix is prone to cancel things, so maybe throw it on Amazon. <clears throat> uh, yeah, but nobody has Prime. That's no Prime's like the biggest one out there. You know, it's also it's the out. worst. It's the worst one. It's the only app that you go through. Actually, I don't know if it is. Uh, some of them aren't accessible to me, but it's the only app you go through where it's like, great, I want to watch this. You click on it and you're like, oh, I got to pay. Oh, and then it's like, yeah. You oh, are- yeah, that's a very annoying feature. Get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> the only benefit of Prime is that fast postage. And only if you live somewhere that can actually do that. I used to live on an island. There's no such thing. We <laughs> two-day minimum. <laughs> um, no, what I will say about Prime, though, is their originals have been quite good. Uh, I really have enjoyed the Amazon shows. Sucks to say that because Amazon is this giant monster of a company, but I have. But you produce good content, make good content, and we'll watch it. AKA, they are, a lot of good stuff. where's they the Jurassic content? Stuff. I want more Jurassic content. content. TV. Well, yeah, their TV's been good. I think you know, um, yeah. The Boys is a great show. Um, the Lord of the Rings show really took me by surprise. Um, I thought a lot of people didn't like that one. Yeah, probably for most of the wrong reasons. Probably, I mean, some people probably didn't oh. like it for enough reasons, but I thought it was fantastic. I, I was I actually saw a lot of legit criticism of it, like nothing to do with what that topic is. Yeah, um, that, that, we're not going to talk yeah, about that here. Not going to bring um, that up. I heard a lot of like legit criticism. I remember when I first asked you about it, Chris, you were like, it's taken a while to hook. But when you got hooked, you were like, no, I fucking love it. It, it was, it, uh, yeah, After no, it's hour, hour 10, I'm into it, finally. Yeah, but that's you know the first episode. You know, once you're through the first episode, Jeez. it um also it's really interesting because the first two episodes are directed by uh, J. A. Bayona, and it's a really oh, good right. Test- it's a exactly. really good testament to his blockbuster directing skills outside of Jurassic. And I'll tell you what, this was not tonally inconsistent. It was beautifully shot, and I was like, well, damn, he's not throw he's not making a bunch of weird choices here. Um, the story is in- incomprehensible. The pacing isn't what went wrong. We'll talk um, about that. About that. So, I don't know. I mean, I would say just for if you ever want a conversation point, watch the first two episodes of the Lord of the Rings show. Uh, just or to, literally any other J.A. Biona movie. Take it from a J.A. Biona standpoint. Um, J.A. Biona, that's the thing. When it when they announced him on Falling Kingdom, and I'm sure we've discussed. We were all pumped. I was like, I like J.A. Biona's movies. The Orphanage is one of my favorite horrors. He's the Impossible, amazing movie, amazing. And then a Monster Calls came out yeah. just before Falling Kingdom. He kept crushing like, okay. it three in a row, man. A little bit long, like Chris his has like always like been it. a little slow and a little yep. drawn out. But it, I, I love cinema. I've always been yeah. there for just sitting and enjoying. Um, and then Fallen Kingdom was just so totally inconsistent. But the more you, the more it kind of comes back to being the screenplay that kind of. I mean, it. yeah, I still think Bayona made a lot of wrong choices. He decided to do some very inconsistent things with that screenplay. That, Even inconsistent with his own work, though. Is, is yeah, I know. It's very strange. It's almost like he had a vision of what he imagined the studio wanted him to do. So he really like went like, ah, so this is the way I need to make it for this type of project. And then it just ends up... It's We've talked about Fallen Kingdom a lot. 
Anyways, I think that um, circling back to Lord of the Rings, it's a very similar heavy studios, heavy studios situation, a pre-existing IP. Seeing how Bayona handled that, I was I found it very fascinating, and um, he's he's very talented. I would love, I would even love to have him back on Jurassic, maybe, but it would have to be the right project that's consistent with his style. Um, maybe a, an, was, an episode or two of it. An episode. If they ever did a show, if they ever did a show, I would love to get Bayona, Colin. I would love to get everyone that's worked on thing. On Bryce, Dallas, Howard, easily. Get everyone on one episode. You can get, um, I almost said J.J. Abrams. Joe Johnson. Hey, why not? Wait, why not, though? Why not? No, yeah, I, I mean, you can get Joe Johnson for an episode. Um, I'm going to uh, Jurassic, but sorry, we were actually talking about Ark, oh, and I just I finally got to the end of the trailer. It's a four and a half minute trailer. That's yeah, a long, very long. They're obviously trying to shop that around. I think trying yeah. to reveal as much as they can because there's some beautiful stuff in that trailer. Um, the cast list is insane. Like, there's some really talented people here, um, and a lot of names that will hopefully, like, you know gain a lot of traction after this show but yeah i'm kind of excited this it's different i've never played arc i've heard a lot about it but um this is really interesting it's funny how after the three jurassic world movies there's now you got 65 that obviously began development during that era you've got the arc animated series which hasn't happened because of jurassic world but the popularity has probably paid a huge sure it's helped yeah studio making a bunch of money from dinosaurs other studios are like right let's throw some money at dinosaurs <laughs> so it's not the only one i'm upset about is capcom like capcom where you been with the dino crisis you already got that re engine i don't understand what your hold up here is fella uh, yeah that's the the lack of triple a budget high quality they even had one in development and they yeah. nixed it i mean like they had it going why would they cancel it was, was get it. you like have the engines everything <clears throat> There was like some fans making a Dino Crisis remake, but some of them that were involved, I'm probably wrong with this, but I swear like were involved in the original Dino Crisis, obviously didn't work at Capcom anymore, but were like, there should be a remaster. So they were involved as fans. And then the studio were like, no, <laughs> they, they <laughs> like canceled it. They like DMCA'd them. And everyone was like, well, this is great because it probably means they're working on their own. And then silence. Maybe. That's I'm not Capcom. Sure. There's something like, I will say I will give I will I will give having no more Jurassic content ever for just one single Dino Crisis game. That's good. That has I, to be a caveat. It has I, to be good. I, I don't, don't want to crappy one for the sake of Jurassic. That's not what I'm doing. Yeah, that seems like a not not a bad I trade. That seems like the best trade off there. I would love for um Dino Crisis to come back, especially with the direction of the new Resident Evil games. How they've oh my god, really, perfect, right? Mm-hmm. They're really well made, um, really cool story. I think that they could do a good job with uh, Resident Evil if they took that serious approach with not Resident Evil Dino Crisis. If they took that serious mm-hmm. approach, but I would just love to see more dinosaur games in like the AAA space that aren't park builders. Um, that speaking of games, though, that aren't survival sims because it's all park builder or like. Oh. It's like a clunky ass survival sim that's like not in narrative. No, no, no. I want to give a shout out to Coatsync because I'm a big fan of Jurassic World uh, Aftermath and they ported it over to the Switch recently. And I'm going to have to give him a shout out because I've been playing it a lot. And it's, I think, I think that's my preferred way to oh, consume yeah. that content. Yeah, it's fantastic. a good VR game. It was not, I've, we've no, talked about it. Okay. I thought it was okay, but I agree with Chris in general. Yes. I and think if you want to play it, get on the Switch. On the Absolutely. Switch. Um, it runs well. It runs well. Uh, it, it 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 almost seems like it was natively made for the Switch, and I think the port's actually pretty well done too. So 
I highly recommend it. Code Sync, thank you. I really enjoy it's, it. It's something I wish I had a Switch for because I really did want to play that game. It's a shame they didn't port it to more like just PC Switch. Who knows? They may. Consoles. They may. Who knows? Who knows? It's weird that it's only on the Switch. Um, it's not a triple A game. It's no, very, it's very simplified and streamlined, but it's got the idea. Shell shading, cartoon uh, aesthetic too. Yeah, it's, it's not even. It's very bluey. Not all the colors, but it's good. Good. Alien Isolation light. Yeah, pretty much. Like isolation were like a mobile game, but then got good controls. Oh, and yeah, Lauren and, and Bailey and actually, does the like, uh, voiceover. Very good. Shout out to her. When you both, I think because you both played it at a very similar time, or at least I remember Chris played it. Mm -hmm. And I remember you saying the art style is just not appropriate for VR because no. the, the VR is supposed to kind of throw you into a real world. It immerse you in. Of, yeah, that made a lot of sense. And then when you see a C saying about it on the Switch, I'm like, well, that does yeah. make sense. The art style is kind of mm -hmm. applicable for the Nintendo Switch, Simplified, right? handheld, yeah. whatever you want to, or, you know. Cartoony, but like, it's got a real cool style to it. I do like the style. Mm -hmm. It's um, a good style, yeah, for sure. A quick mention before we uh, before we wrap up and talk Dominion. <clears throat> uh, if you didn't catch the very last episode of Beyond the Gates, uh, we that's been uploaded, I think, last week, and that was a that is a summary of the Generation Jurassic event that happened earlier in the year. So you can check that out on the Jurassic World channel. Um, happened right around the same time we recorded our last podcast, so it was yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's exactly laughs> I mean, for both boys, have been busy. Woo! Um, and talking of uh, just, there's a little documentary that came out called Jurassic Punk, which is about Steve Williams, who is, uh, if you're a Jurassic fan and you don't know that name, stop listening to the podcast, unsubscribe from the channels and get the hell out. Uh, but seriously, Steve Spaz Williams, absolute legend, um, is the reason, part of the reason, one of the main reasons Jurassic Park became... Mm. If you genius yeah. movie that it did, um, he he was one of the pioneers of that. The documentary follows him, his career from Terminator Two through that, and then also the kind of when he left Hollywood is really fascinating. Um, he's a great person, great documentary. The guy who made the documentary is a great filmmaker. You should check that all out. Jurassic Punk, it's called. You can check that out on Jurassic Outpost. And the final mention I want to give is that Dominion was shortlisted for a VFX Oscar, which is huge. Um, shortly Congratulations, teams. Doesn't mean nomination, but they're very close to being nominated. Yes. I'm not sure when. Yes. I think it's in January the nominations come out, but um, sure. Do you have the whole good for them? I mean, the VFX and Dominion was the best in the, of the three overall, I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's There's great VFX work in it. I think a lot of the best VFX works is stuff you don't even realize, like the stuff they did with the plane co combination of miniature shooting and vfx and everything like that i think that there's a lot more happening in that movie than people realize um i don't necessarily think it's gonna get the full nom it's certainly not going to win but i think it will compared to, I'll, here i'll read the list guys i'll read the list it's, it's not that big we got some we got okay so we got obviously all quiet on the western front we got the new avatar movie we got bardo on netflix we got the batman black adam the new black panther devotion from sony picks uh the new doctor strange elvis yeah, that got it shortly yeah man Oh, yeah, okay, I mean, never mind. This, everything this all everywhere at once. Edition. So you get the you get it right, and then Jurassic World Dominion's obviously on there. RRR shout out for uh, the mm -hmm. Indians, uh, obviously shout out. Top one Maverick Thor. So I, I can see it. I can see it making the list. Okay, it's Avatar. <laughs> it's Avatar, the Batman, and Jurassic. I think those are the three main players. And Top Gun. And Top Gun. Top Gun, effects, right? Top Gun also. Yeah, yeah, that's a movie that you forget. Like has so but much Avatar. Cool. It's gonna be Avatar. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be Avatar. Av of course, it's gonna congratulations be to all the teams, though. They, they're gonna, they're gonna, they finally got recognized more than wow. the other all three those, movies or two movies it seems. 
all those Marvel noms make no sense. The Marvel movies recently have some had some of the worst CG. I mean, it looks expensive. It just looks really like. Uh, well, they're not noms. Remember, this is short. Yeah, so it's yeah, not but they're like the same team. They'll be nominated though. There always are. There yeah, was yeah. on there, and I Marvel stuff has really been wacky lately. Um, which there's a lot of conversation about how the studio interferes with those movies and keeps changing it and the vfx houses are under crunch so it's no no hate towards the vfx houses they're working against the tide and uh they're having their asses handed to them and this it's because marvel can't make up their mind and constantly changing things so yeah and it's also very rarely ever the vfx like team. oh yeah it's almost always on the studio and the director and they're like notes and everything like that that they're like oh okay well if you're telling us we have to do it this way we'll do it this way but we don't yeah. think it's gonna work the way you think, but yeah, you gotta do what you well, gotta do. Congrats, as Colin said on Twitter though, congratulations to the entire VFX team for the for the shortlist. Um, that is great, and I do hope it gets the nomination. It won't absolutely, but it'd be great to have Jurassic World nominated for an Oscar. But yeah, we yeah. all know Oscars are bought and paid for, so it doesn't really matter anyway. I, I would. Think... So I'm just gonna say I would love if it did get nominated because I felt that the Blu-rays special features really didn't dig into the making of nearly as much as they could have. And if it gets the nom, I could see, you know, IOM does their own little making of sometimes for their YouTube yeah. channel. I could, I could see that uh, pushing IOM to do a nice little five minute, 10 minute making of thing for their YouTube channel um, for Dominion. And I would love to see a little bit more on how they combine the scenes. VFX with practical and CG and the sets. Yeah. And I would love to see more of that. Um, Especially yeah, that, that knowing that this was the movie with the most animatronics yeah. in, it would be good to see how they, 20 years on from from at least the last Jurassic, you know, how did they really bring it together and make it pretty seamless? Because it is, it's a great, mm -hmm. it's a great um, visual effects movie. But I think we should talk about Dominion. We should talk about yep. its extended cut. And I think we should talk about the studio notes that were sort of leaked. And we'll, we'll give some context to that. Before we start, though, before we start getting in-depth with our discussion, I want to go around the table first and ask, do you guys, what, what are your thoughts of Dominion's extended cut? Where does it sit in the pantheon of Jurassic? Give uh, us a hint. Give us um, a I'll go first. Jack, go ahead. I'm going to go, go, go ahead, buddy. Julie, because this is Good where I have, <laughs> I have to tell uh -oh. everybody. I haven't uh -oh. seen the extended cut, and therefore oh, I'm not no. going to comment on the extended cut. It's not fair. Um, I know people It'll say be that is, I'll, I will watch the extended the next time I watch Dominion, which will probably be never. But I think I'm going to make him watch it, chat and fans. Don't worry. I can't comment too much because I haven't seen the extended. But please run me through it. And I, I know that it does open with the with the prologue. Right. So I'm I'm super pumped for the prologue. I love that sequence. So but Chris, thoughts on the extended? Um, it doesn't really change my opinion of the movie too much. I think that most of the scenes that are in there, you do watch it and go, why the hell did they cut this? And maybe in your mind, you're like, they should have probably, like, it's just one of those things where the things that they cut, it was clearly to hit an arbitrary runtime, which Colin has said as much, but like some, it's not enough to sway your opinion of the movie, but it certainly cut scenes that when you watch it, you go, well, they definitely shouldn't have cut this scene to be fair. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's a few scenes that I'm like, why did they add this back in? Oh, yeah. Um, there's a few scenes in there that, like, should have been left on the cutting floor. Like, or oh, never even have filmed, honestly, if I'm being that, uh, Yeah, like the Grant, 
Grant at the dig site um, moment. I mean, yeah, I love what they're going for, but it was horribly directed. Um, horribly. Just talking to no one. It, it just seems. <laughs> oh my god! Well, no, he's talking he's to talking two, the girls. Two, he's like the young teenagers. Extended, yeah. Yeah, but it but, feels like a fifty-year-old trying to write like it's the most millennial like like stereotypical like, oh, it, feels, it feels like procedural like procedural TV writing. Um, it's really it's weird. It seems very inconsistent with the rest of the movie. The writing's really bad there. The directing isn't great there. And then it gets back into its flow, and you're watching it going, yeah, this feels like a cut. Don't scene. need this scene. It feels like a scene that normally you would watch at like an editing bay and go, man, we did not stick the landing with this one. Cut. Uh, it doesn't need it, and it's not well made. It feels like uh, like a B team. It feels like they gave it to somebody else to do that scene. It does not but feel That's what possible. I feel weird about that in the non-extended cut is that whole sequence really is just like so... Oh, and I'm sure this version is trimmed down quite a bit. And we know from concept art, originally he was supposed to be giving a talk in front of a mating ritual of Apatosauruses. Originally, Apatosauruses were going to walk out and he was going to be interrupted and then start talking about, like he was just not going to be able to help himself and start talking about, like, he can't help himself from a mating ritual. Oh, geez. Also, he gives the most unscientific, it's, the science talk he gives science is truth and truth is in this. That's no science. Is, like a like that's supporter. Like, that, that, yeah. That's what people like who don't know science say about science where they think scientists are like, it's the facts and the facts never change. No science isn't uh, you're doing the best that you can, but anyhow, it's just, the whole thing is really weirdly written. It was very strange. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> no, but before that scene though, before the, the grant introduction scene, the extended cut does have more of the Ellie Sattler at the farm scene. It just shows her more inside the kids with the, with the locust kind of doing some field work. I thought that scene was kind of cool. Nice slow moment. Ellie. Yeah. Why I see Ellie just do her thing in her I mean, moment. Okay. Timing. But like, that was it, it, like, that's build up. That's tension. That's a it's Ellie doing up. what she's good at her profession. She it's just it's her nice being a professional. Thing. It's a nice slow breathing moment. Moment mm. where you just get inside and you get to see Ellie, you know, kind of trying to figure this out. And uh, I like that. You also, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, don't you get more time with Grant and Ellie inspecting the locust in the extended cut? Yeah. So in the extended cut, you get the the scene in the tent. It's obviously more extended, and it feels less awkward. Like when Grant cuts to the talk about the relationship, it's much more smooth and like a natural transition versus like let's have a talk about this. Oh, how are your kids? Oh, you're divorced. Whoopsies. Hello. Yeah, it's, like it's much more natural in that sense. And then they're also talking about the locust itself, like the actual issue of what's going on in the Grant, world. But I don't get why you cut again. Grant seems a little bit more able-minded, uh, you know, like a little mm -hmm. bit more on top of his things and less like, oh, Ellie, oh, oh. Which, don't like get me wrong. Going all over the place. Don't get me wrong. That is funny. And that moment works for Grant. I think it makes sense. It does very much feel real. It just feels like the wrong thing to focus on. Um, and... I definitely think that the movie hurt by cutting a lot of these these scenes. Um, a lot of these scenes do seem to have a lot of heart. They're not largely going to change the movie, but there's certainly scenes we watch and go, damn, why would they cut that? Um, because it is better. And yet, you can't help but get the feeling that you're only getting a third of what they shot still, even in the extended mm -hmm. cut. Um, you can't well, get help. Apparently, according to Sam Neill, there's a six-hour version of Dominion. Now, <laughs> I am sure that's exaggerated, but... Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. But, that does not shock me. This is getting ahead of ourselves, but maybe let's just seed it and then we'll talk about it later. Um, Dominion was originally going to be two movies. Um, Whoa, okay. I did not know this. Originally Jurassic World 3 and Jurassic World 4, they were going to film in the same filming session and they were going to release a few months apart from one another. And this, was, like pre, this was way pre-2020. Yeah. Um, but 
globe. Early early documents, casting sheets, everything like that, internal stuff in the film industry that you can get access to, but like kind of stays on the down low. It was originally Jurassic World three and Jurassic World four. It was written as two movies that they were going to tell an overarching story, but we're not necessarily talking part one and part two, but sort of part one and part two. We're thinking like Infinity War and Endgame, but like they still self-contain. I don't know how good it would have been, um, but if you wonder why Dominion feels slapped together, that is why because it was two three-hour movies put together essentially hours slapped together trying to become a two and a half hour movie i just um, love the overconfidence of it you know like coming off of Jurassic just, World fallen kingdom to be like yeah let's do double it's like come on guys. i mean they still had the momentum back then though for that plot it makes sense i don't think there's anything wrong about putting Jurassic World three and four a year apart from one another um, no it's just like i mean I and then sort of collision it out in kingdom i'm just like maybe they needed to really rethink what they were doing but that's yeah no me. for sure do you the guys do you guys it's crazy um oh. do you guys want to like do a quick like run through kind of like start to end i got the movie in front of me we can do a quick like start to end like quick 10 minutes of like what they actually we, added do you remember when we used to do those um we used to oh do my god minute by minute second by second the minutes two, like, the two minutes are, yeah <laughs> literally go over literally every frame <laughs> That's why we thought the story would be a little deeper and more complex, and we thought there were things to analyze. And then we'd be like, ah, that was when out. we, we were young and naive. We had it. so much faith in the, the team. But, like, I don't know. Oh, so before true. even that, like, we'll just get back to the extended cut here. Like, oh, even you talk about before Blue? that, uh, not Blue yet. I want to talk about Owen, uh, the Owen introduction. So we get yeah. more of the real uh, Owen and Ray and Delacord stuff, more of why they're actually uh, butting heads and kind of things. We see why Ray Owen actually shows. Yeah, Owen showed some actual character sorry, development. See, sorry, I got the, the Ray Delacour thing. I have to say, like me and Chris got uh, received a package of For, part of Beyond the Gates, and, it, uh-huh. and this was before we knew character names, and it had Rain Delacour on the pack. I think again, I think we were on a call. We just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> long before, long before we knew. So, like, we got this in like January of last year. Like, we got it incredibly early, very, or maybe December. And we opened it. We're like. Who the hell is Rain Delacour? Rain Delacour, and he had like the big trench coat on. I was like, "What is this movie?" <laughs> and it was um paired with Owen in blue, and like they had knives. And on the back of the package, it looked like they were kung fu fighting each other. That's um, it. Yeah, it had a little knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this, go on. So no, that's that's pretty much it. With knives, it kind of gives you why they're at like knives with each other later on in the movie, and then it shows kind of uh, Owen being more of a father figure and kind of less of that kind of badass cowboy kind of guy, more of yeah, a so father figure to Maisie and husband is, to like boyfriend or whatever to Claire. Yeah, you get the stick up where Rain mm-hmm. when Owen catches the parasaur. Which, to be clear, though, it's never. Why was Owen even catching that one solo parasaur? Eh, it's not bad. It's not important. Godly, no, no idea. Why did Rain decide to capture that parasaur at gunpoint rather than go to the herd and then just capture one of those other ones? Again, I don't know. But you get the context. You know, he's hard. He goes, hard work for Rain pretends to be DFW, and Owen's like, funny, because these guys I'm with, and they show their DFW badges. He's like, how much does parasaur bone powder go for on the market? And you get this crazy number. And then you understand why these guys, why Rain is stealing it. Now, you still don't understand what Owen's doing. But anyways, you know, there's a bit of a showdown. They got like them at gunpoint. And Owen says, you know what? Take the dinosaur. And the guys that he's with afterwards are like, there's no need to back down from a fight. And he says, yeah, but I got a family now. And you're like, oh, okay. You understand what Owen's priorities. And that sort of does seem important to set up. Mm-hmm. Also, 
that way Rain... for his character very important yeah. for his character and also sorry the rain delacour character literally has no introduction in the non-extended cut he's just there yeah. for a bit he's just, he's just there yeah there. and he's just like he's a bad guy he getting so much attention when you're not telling me who the fuck he is it's so yeah. weird it's very <laughs> weirdly handled and it sounds like what was cut is just Really, it him up as a little bit more of a character because he's supposed to be this through line character. My guess is he was supposed to be the villain of part one. Before mm. I imagine part one is gonna was gonna be like on mainland, da da da, up to Malta, and then part two is gonna be like the Biosyn movie. Do you know what I mean? I imagine yeah. that that was gonna be the structure of these films. So it makes sense. Rain was the part one villain. Dodson was the part two villain. Um, and, and just hearing it the way you describe it like that, I do feel like part one set the way it was set and sort of ending with Malta maybe on the plane or whatever, however it would be, that would have been very because then it would have been like, race. no jungle, nothing, just like pure. Sorry, I hit the mic. Like pure. He's excited, guys. He's excited. Environments, different environments feel different, and it's contained within Malta and maybe another. It would have had more mainland stuff as well. Man, because mainland movie, and then you get the jungle sort of back in the, in then, the yeah then you get the isolated environment the company doing the, the like oh shit here we go again um and yeah no i think that, that would have worked a lot more um because that's one of the main criticisms of dominion is a lot of people like you know there's a lot of great ideas but you seeded this dinosaurs are finally on mainland movie and then just blow past it and don't really care to make anything about it. And it's like, yeah, that's true. It's really weird. And then the end of Dominion basically just ends up at the same part where Fallen Kingdom ended. It's like, by the way, they're on mainland. It's like, yeah, yeah that's what you set up with the last movie. And then ignore yeah. it nothing changed. Movie. But that's a, that's a note we'll get into later on. We'll, uh, we'll talk yeah. about that. It's an issue uh, that was spotted early on. Uh, but yeah, we go back to like, uh, we talk about the we talked about the scene with uh, Grant and Ellie. We get more with uh, Baby Blue. Oh, Blue you can hit her baby. Blue and arguably kill kill some hunters. Um, yeah, I think make... arguably or like generic or generalizing here, but I think everyone can agree this is probably a scene that should have never been filmed and uh, is quite embarrassing. Actually, Jack, if you've not seen it, I urge you to look it up on YouTube before your day is up and uh, somehow convince yourself that this was actually put on screen. Which what one was it? Which scene? It's when Blue is going slow motion with oh, the, the weird... Oh, the run, it's so bad. And she's moving her head like, straight without her body moving. Was this, was this when, she in the, when you first see her with Baby Blue? It's when... Yeah, and the hunters start shooting her. Yeah. And, and then, like, we like right as she's going to kill the hunters, it's like a slow-mo run. But for some running. reason, Colin, <laughs> Colin loves Blue and slow-mo because it happened in friggin' it the first so movie, the second bad. movie, and the third movie. It What's up with the Raptors so... in slow-mo? The idea of the idea of a raptor like dinosaur with this type of relationship is a curious idea, and I don't necessarily hate it. What I don't like is how it's been handled. But whatever, that's a different conversation for a different day. But then, yeah, we just get more of the same stuff. Uh, just, just stuff at the bio saying nothing, just really that intense. But we do get another big thing: is the uh, the uh, over raptor fighting the Lystrosaurus. Uh, right controversial again uh, i personally think it's I not necessary in the film i don't know why they filmed it it seems like it doesn't it, it's a, it doesn't fit this movie it's like a cartoon scene in a serious a, jurassic movie they cut they filmed a animal an abusive animal cage match as a joke and i cannot get over that um when yeah it's played off as a joke that's a good way to put it chris and the over after starts its headless body starts running around and it's filmed like a big joke and you gotta remember these are abused animals in cages being forced to fight each other it goes and, against the entire message of the scenes of this entire franchise, or even what they're yeah, trying to tell us. But then it, yeah, it's, it's have your cake and eat it too type of thing, where it's like, yeah, 
you're trying to say that this is bad, but then you're also making a giant joke out of it. I can't believe they filmed that scene. I mean, from a VFX standpoint, it's cool looking, but it is so there's so many other ways you could have shown something that is cool looking and achieved a moment like this without being so mean spirited. It is so tone deaf and I don't understand why it was shot and why it made the final cut. It shouldn't Especially exist. with how the commentary has been exist. throughout, you know, throughout the production and throughout what Colin wanted to talk about with poaching and things like that. And with Bryce Dallas so Howard, do you remember the Nasutoceratops yeah. image? Save our animals. Saving yeah. animals and stuff. It's crazy mm -hmm. that that scene would have made it in, but... It makes no sense. It truly... Very tone deaf, almost. Okay, what's next, Assis? So the next big thing is basically all the stuff that we see play out is just extended, basically extended scenes, little bits and pieces here. They're nothing too consequential. You can basically see why it was cut out. As a fan, it's nice to have back in. But the next real big thing I would say is towards the end of the movie where uh, Ramsey and Lewis Dawson have their moment inside the network. Yeah, that one's that, I think, been cut. It's huge. It actually gives us some backstory as to Ramsey's character. He's not just a guy who just appears and then helps Grant for no reason. You kind of get more as to what he's doing and as to what actually happened that caused this whole Locust incident in the first place. Uh, it wasn't really explained in the original cut. Extended cut gives kind of gives more of a backstory. Still not my favorite um, device they could have used to send it in. Like, I don't understand why it's Locust. You could have used dinosaurs for the same message, but... Just but gives more Biosyn messed up and then yeah. they tried to cover it up and it just kept escalating from there. And then you're like, oh, okay, this feels realistic. But if this movie was going to be about the locust, the inciting incident should not have been the prologue. It should have been about bias and the locust. You know, this if you wanted this to be the plot, it should have been seeded as the plot instead of saying it's the plot, but then throwing it at random elements and then cutting your scene that's your big reveal and one of the only scenes in the movie that feels like it's jurassic park where it's two characters debating a point of view of ethics and you've got the guy that's going well you're just young and naive and that's not how the world works kid and you got him going no you're just jaded and basically trying to make any excuse to make yourself feel like the good guy and it's a quite a good scene uh, and then it ends with a really silly line where it's like it's chomp or be chomped um, and then you're like, why? Why did you have to throw that line in such a great scene? But otherwise, it was a great scene. Yeah, but that pretty much, then you go from there, and then you pretty much end the movie as you usually would. Uh, when you hit the ending of the T-Rex being down again, that weird flashback, it makes uh, it interesting. I don't oh, like it, but you know, people like oh, it, yeah. I guess. Jack, so in the extended cut, when, you know when the T-Rex has its near-death scene in the lightning flashes? Well, in the extended cut, when oh, the lightning flashes... <laughs> has feathers in the background five million years ago it's remembering it's, its original death and it's like not again it is dna so so bad. Oh my God. once again that should not be in there it's insane it's it's so cheesy it's bananarama this movie is bananarama but so many elements that are so good and then it's got elements like that and you're just like what is going on um yeah, so I, I, I i saw a lot of debate um about the about that that little flash of the some people were saying that's genetic memory. Some people saying that was just that how it works. reminder. I was like, it doesn't matter what it was for. Both it's are stupid. stupid. And yeah. if you thought that was good, God help you in films. Cause that <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> it's not even needed. We just watched the movie. How is that a Jurassic Park movie? <laughs> we get, we get it. We don't have to need a reminder. Something that happened 90 minutes ago. I don't need a reminder. It's <laughs> not. The prologue should not be in the movie. It has nothing to do with the movie. It has nothing to do with the plot. All but the prologue is one of the best things about Dominion. <laughs> sure. And it's not supposed I, to be in the movie. 
but sure it shouldn't be in the movie is the thing though because it does nothing for the plot it it doesn't make sense it's not needed it, it's shot beautifully but all it does is just rewrite scientific history well and the only good thing it adds is the t-rex the t-rex at the at the cinema scene i think i like that as the inciting incident i still like oh, I, oh the t-rex in the cinema should have been in there when i say the prologue yeah. i only mean the 65 million years the 65 yeah for sure, for um, sure. Wow. It, doesn't, it doesn't, really doesn't make sense you don't need it Maybe yeah. at the end it would have made more sense. The, the cinema sequence, I have to admit, that it, it, it felt like the real opening. It felt oh, like that was real really well directed. Like introducing the movie. Oh, if the movie cool. had been about dinosaurs in the mainland. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I mean there's, there's a lot to debate about that. But yeah, that genetic memory flash at the end, I just thought it was quite funny. It's a cool shot, don't get me wrong, but I, I don't need to be reminded of something that I ju- that opened the movie. Like I, I was there when, when it happened 90 minutes ago. That's what I struggle with in like, Things like that, and like seeing the online debate, I didn't tweet a single thing. I, I still, you know, I haven't watched the extended cut, but seeing it's the not even that. It's like that the shot. way the dinosaur is filmed. It's like you never get that type of scene in the in the OG grounded, in the OG trilogy. All the shots are more grounded. Like it's it's like this aerial shot zoomed in. Like you don't, you never had that in the previous movies. That's why it just feels so disconnected from the franchise. I just think it doesn't fit. It feels like a different thing entirely. Well, because it doesn't care about its actual underlying story. It just is trying to do some anime bullshit. Um, That's so what it feels like, man. It feels like, like an anime movie. Some cage match anime bullshit. And yeah, yeah like there's no reason for the Therizinosaurus to be there. Nothing. No, yeah. I mean, it, it, pff, that whole end fight is really bad. I'm, I'm flicking through Dom now, extended, just to, you know, just to see. And just visually, because it's on mute, obviously. Just visually, like, it feels like, <laughs> I don't want this to be misconstrued, but it does feel like a parody of itself. It feels like there's so many elements to it. Like when you cut to the CIA headquarters and you've got Nedry sat there and it just you feels like at trying movie. to do too many things that aren't, it's, it's really hard to explain. It tries to go away. It tries to break just... new ground for Jurassic, but it, 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 it tries to do too much at once. There's a lot of elements in it that are good. Um, there's a lot of elements in it that are almost that are clever, but it really comes down to the execution and then the fact that they can't seem to hold themselves back from doing the stupidest bullshit in what would otherwise be something that could be grounded and really drive the story forward. But the problem is, is the really silly stuff is they get so distracted by the silly stuff that they lose the actual plot and they start focusing on the silly stuff. It's like the cameraman goes, oh, what's going on over here? And then like, as a viewer, we're taking on this like B plot of goofiness instead of like the A plot of like what really matters over here. And the movie becomes so tension, divorced. From the the tension in this film just gets, <clears throat> just gets popped like a balloon every time. Now, there's very little, te- except for that one scene, except for the there's a scene, which we all, I think universally well, is loved by everyone. So well, it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, when I said like, some scenes, like when I said the one Grant scene felt like it was filmed by somebody else, but there is Xenosaurus also seems like it's filmed by somebody else in a good way, whereas it's just such on such another level than most of the filmmaking. I'd um, say the same about the cinema opening scene and also yeah, the yeah. prologue as well. The prologue is mostly a, a visual effects masterpiece, but like the way it's just paced, the way it's put together, it's beautiful. Every reveal of every dinosaur. It doesn't gorgeous. flow though. And it, that second. Doesn't flow with the rest of the movie, no, 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 as a separate entity. That opening is just it's yeah. gorgeous. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's such a mm-hmm. br- like pretty sequence to have in a Jurassic. And, it's a showcase. The opening, the actual modern day cinema opening, is fantastic. It's such a no great reason. scene, and it doesn't feel like it really fits with the rest. The thing is, is there's no reason yeah. why 
the main A plot couldn't have had scenes like the prologue scenes where you have the large herd of Nasuta Ceratops and whatnot, like like meandering across the river. Like our characters in modern day could be encountering situations like that. Oh yeah, sense of, of wonder. You yeah. get the naturalistic beauty and wonder mixed into a scene where our characters have to go to point A to point B to do something and have the tension coming from the wonder. But the problem is this movie treats these things like separate entities that can never collide. So you get these little moments of like wonder that are like completely divorced from anything our characters do, and everything our characters do feel like an anime. Um, it's just a shame because it was so close to getting it, but it just doesn't. Um, it, it, it's certainly understood at times you see where the elements are coming from where you're like, oh, I do see what you're trying to approach and do differently than you've done in the past. But um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've really soured on Dominion. Um, I still well, enjoyed it a lot more than Fallen Kingdom. Um, I still enjoyed a lot more than Fallen Kingdom, but I, I, it just, the thing is, is it's hard not to be specific with your wishes and wants for a movie when a movie tries to focus on fan service so much, which I don't yes. necessarily think is a good thing. Um, but if you're going to try to do fan service, at least do it right. And this movie doesn't, it lost the plot immediately. And that can't, that's nothing but frustrating. Um, I just want to give a shout out to um, Star Wars Andor, um, which is. Oh my God, please. If you're yes. listening out there, Star Wars Andor. Star Wars the, Andor? The complete opposite Star of Wars what Andor. Minion does. It just focuses on its story, it focuses mm -hmm. on its logic, it focuses no on its characters. It does not give a shit about um, fan service. And it is one of the most enjoyable. I'd say it's the best Star Wars thing that's ever existed. Now, it wouldn't exist without the original Star Wars movies. But so since like, the original, the best thing has come out. It's so good. And it's it funny. It's audience like an adult. It Yeah. Well, yeah, it just takes itself seriously. And it. I, I think there's something for the, everyone to enjoy because it just puts the story first. It puts the characters first. And that's not to say there aren't cool sequences. There are a lot of cool sequences in it. It's just not bogged down by bizarro interpretations of fan service, um, and it just doesn't treat its audience like idiots. Uh, because I want to say this though: the things that seems to happen is it seems like studios in their notes and the directors and the writers all seem to have a very low opinion of the audience. And I understand that sometimes audiences eat up low tier quality, con you know, low tier content. But the problem is, is they pigeonhole themselves into making that type of content, assuming that's the only type of content they can uh, digest. And you see that with a lot of blockbusters now. And Jurassic World Dominion feels so cynical of the audience. Um, it feels... I wouldn't say that. I don't feel that way. Oh, I definitely think that. I think that it... Uh, see, the Jurassic World movies, as they go on, seems to hate the audience more and more. Um, it seems to think less of the audience more and more because it seems to dumb itself down where it tries to put little elements of complexity into largely... Uh, knockoff Marvel baloney. I don't know. Baloney. I, I will say this, though. Despite what we've said so far, and I think I've stayed most positive about Dominion from the start, I still think this is my third favorite Jurassic movie of the franchise behind JP1 and 3, obviously. I see Jack's face. Like, he's like, what? Uh, yeah, I still <sighs> like this movie. I'm disappointed I... by what the end result is, what we could have gotten. But based off what we have now, I enjoy it still. I give it a good seven and a half on ten. I think it's still a fun ride, and I I don't know. I still like it. I don't I'm know why. That's a good thing though, and I'm glad you have that feeling for it. I I still I still feel like you could There's... you could delete Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom, and this could be yeah. this could be the that's how movie. I watch it. That's how and I watch it. Okay, and I I feel like 
I'd be in a better position if that if that had happened because at least yeah. we'd be like right well the next one they might get right <laughs> you know, um, and, but we're at a point now where it, it that is marketed as the last movie yeah, it's it's we, not, we know it's not but that was supposed to be the end of that trilogy it's so hard. Not to I be hope pressed. it is, by the way. I hope this is the end of this. I hope we start brand new fresh. I, no, God, no. They can't reboot it. No, it'll be, um, if anything, it'll be another soft reboot. It'll be an approach like Jurassic World where it's like, okay, here's Hard the world that you know. Some things have changed. Now let's take a look at it from a new, fresh perspective. And I think that's that's that going to start fresh like that with new characters. I don't want any new returning characters. I want fresh characters, all that stuff. Uh, fresh storylines. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think they... they no more fan service. We've had six, three movies of fan service. No more. You know, this is yeah, no, personally, personally, something Chris said before is that the fan service is you got if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. And I feel like even in Jurassic no, World, stop the doing fan it. service felt like I didn't get the what I, as a fan, should have got from the fan service. Well, if you're going to put I, Grant in the movie, I rolled sure. my eyes because it wasn't accurate or wasn't right. Like the visitor center was just really handled poorly in Jurassic World. I'll never yeah. let that go because it's it was so easy to get it right. Um, same with like the in Fallen Kingdom, the Jeep, the, the, yeah, the Explorer, whole, the whole moment falls flat because it's just looking and going, wait, what? Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel Jurassic. Do it, do it, but don't. Uh, or I think more importantly, if you're gonna bring a character like Grant back, it's fine if you use him for comedy elements. And I think that the way that they used his sort of stuck in the past mentality and being a little emotionally unavailable and building on that comedy there that makes sense but the thing is the movie also forgot that he's a very respected paleontologist who knows so much about these animals and who also when the going gets tough he pulls his act together and he does not he's not your traditional action hero but he knows how to be that type of character who's smart respected and methodical and can get through a situation in this movie he's just a blumbering oaf they never he's led two movies of characters to survival they've never given some bumbling idiot they never he's like the grandpa that they'll help through Disneyland. Why they get lost Grant respected. You don't get that moment of why is Dr. Grant respected? What can he do? What can he offer to this movie? He doesn't offer anything to the movie. He tells you the dinosaur's name at the end. Biggest yeah. dinosaur the world has ever seen. Um, you got that wrong. Too. When when it was announced that they were going to be in it, I remember, and you could you could probably go back on the old pods and find me saying, it's going to be awful. They're not going to be respected well. And I, I some people like it, and I'm really thankful for that. I'm gra- glad that some people can get some enjoyment. I feel like bringing those two characters back is an insult to their legacy, the way it was handled. And it, the same with Jeff Goldblum. I just, it's such a bizarre... Oh, yeah, I'm over Malcolm anyhow. There's too much Jeff Goldblum. It wasn't Malcolm. Done. It was Goldblum. Yeah, we're all That's, done with these guys. Maybe not it's even a, yeah, They're all done. Doing. It's, it's Goldblum is Goldblum now. <laughs> it's really... I yeah. think they're done with it too at this Malcolm. point. I think but, um, that the marketing that we like Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler bringing them back, I thought it wasn't great, and they didn't feel like my Alan Grant and my Ellie Sattler, if I'm honest. But ouch. I felt like Sattler was closer. Um, I felt like, unfortunately, we didn't get a focus on like all the right elements. And listen, when Grant was in the tent, you get some really great Grant moments there. Just that, even that stare when she's like, "Are you coming?" and he's just like, "Oh God, damn mm-hmm. it!" That stare—that's a very Grant moment. And then he just turns into satirical Grant, um, which it they all just feel like set pieces. It makes you laugh in the moment until the end of the movie. When I mean, like remember that like there's like a joke in the movie about Malcolm getting a callus on his leg from a dog humping it too much. Great joke, by the way. I love that joke. It still makes me laugh. Yeah, really? Yeah, I like that joke. I don't care. That is so 
wildly insane and has no. <laughs> that joke hits every time I watch it in a group. Always hits. People love that. Well, yeah, it's more of like the fuck. Um, yeah, yeah that's funny. Like, oh, this is clever, it. but it's just the movie treats itself as a joke way too often. Um, it treats these characters as a joke way too often, and that can work, but it doesn't have any. It's not like the main plot is so clever outside of that. Like, it's not like we don't have these characters that are really like driving any intelligent discussion. Um, we're not really engaging the audience in the ethical debates that these movies are trying. We're not brought into the, debate. Missed, uh, we're not the, brought into the discussion. We're not brought into the tension and the damned. If you do, damned, if you don't, and what do you do in this? None of that. This movie doesn't ask any questions and it doesn't That's, ask the audience. You, to engage That's in the questions. problem with it. I wanted a Jurassic movie where I walk away and I'm debating with you guys for the next like three, four pods, whether the message of the movie is like what you thought, whether you're on this side or that side of the message. You don't have characters in You don't have characters imparting wisdom. You don't have characters no. making tough choices. You don't have just running away from animals. The most growth you get from Grant is he finally gets the guts to, to say, Ellie, yeah, yeah, you're right. Let's let's do this. Which mm. is nice, I guess. You know what? I used to be against it, but yeah, it actually the way that they handled it handed him being like emotionally unavailable and kind of like just becoming glued to his work rather than like investing in relationships that works now i wish that there was more to it with him but like that is at least a nice little bookend on grant despite making him seem a little senile it, it does seem like in dominion that the especially the original cast that were brought back, but m mostly everybody, especially in the scene where everybody's together, there's like 10 people in one, in the, when they're evading the Giga. Oh, and God, if you actually crazy. watch the scene, you're just like, who is where? Where is everybody in this scene? Where are they coming from? Like, it's, it's so incredible. Nobody blocked that, like it directed poorly. And it's just, it leads me to think like these people are just, also, just why, why is this the ending? Props like, oh, we need Alan Grant to say a funny line and then just not have him for 10 pages. And then you, Chris Pratt, say a funny, do the thing and say funny. And then Maisie make a thing. And then let's get Malcolm to say something funny because the fans will love that. And it just all feels so <laughs> badly put together. And it's not it's not what I wanted from these movies. I wanted like movie, a deep conversation with Ellie 20, 30 years on from the original incident on that park and they're still fucking around with dinosaurs they should be talking and discussing and freaking the fuck there's out. no deep conversation no. we don't Nothing. engage speaking, in conversation speaking on the route we're on though speaking of this we should just start talking the notes right since we're talking okay. about things that we want to see differently let's get into the notes and hop into it let's just keep this thing rolling guys round okay. and chris if you could give us some context to we're going to call them studio notes i got okay. some notes of my own too so um I guess a little bit of history. Some uh, people know about this. I, I don't know if it's widely known, but people known about it, talked about it. It's like public. It's just not the most widely known. Um, on Reddit, before the movie came out, in fact, like I think while I was still filming, there was a leak of a plot summary from somebody who was privy to the plot and somebody who gained access. Um, this is a pretty big leak, and it's a big security um, issue that was, I, I believe, taken care of. Um, but it was posted to Reddit and Reddit's auto mods pruned it because of like the keywords of being leaked and everything like that. So it never became visible outside of like the moderating team. Um, but obviously moderating team is human and fans. So eventually it makes its way online. We'll leave it at that. But um, it was a summary of the plot and then internal notes um, to understand the note giving process. Sometimes there's notes given to the directors and the writers 
in this case, it was the notes um, commissioned by the execs at the film studio to say, okay, weigh in on this story so then we can make decisions that then we can impart to the directors. These are not notes given to Colin. These are notes given to, we're not talking marketing teams. We're talking like, you know, the real execs, probably the producers and the really big high ups, heads of like film and whatnot. And it was the notes of the, it was a review of the script and it was a basic rundown of um, this works, this doesn't work, what's going on here. This is an improvement from the last draft. Um, and it's interesting because you learn some things. You learn that David Attenborough was originally going to have a cameo in the film, among other things. This is a very real um, thing, and it's sort of unheard of. You don't see these types of – this is like, I've never seen this with the Jurassic. This is, on the tier, Jurassic. this is on the tier of um, when Sony was hacked and all their studio notes and emails became available. This is one of those things. Um, and it's – Deeply internal. Fascinating. It's internal. Again, Colin would not have seen these notes. These notes would go to the people that would then eventually choose to pass on the people who pay the money. Essentially, yeah, the people, people who pay for it. Pass on the watered down notes to Colin if they choose to pass them down and on. These notes are brutal. Um, they're from a writer. They're from a film writer. Do you, do you not feel like Colin would have seen these notes? No, no, no. These were not for as, Colin. That's the key writer on the movie, though. No, no, because this goes to the studio, the people in charge, and then they decide how to impart it, and then they would find their own way to word it. These would never go to Colin. These are such. Um, these are directed solely to the the highest stakeholders, the highest level producers, and then okay. they can choose whether or not they agree with the notes. Um, okay. They're obviously like the notes say, like cut beta from the film because she's pointless, and the studio is obviously never going to do that because they're going to go. But we can market a baby raptor. Um, so yeah, Mattel's uh, like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> um, but I agree with it because beta just weighs down the movie and overcomplicates it. Um, I totally agree. And, and also, sorry, beta doesn't, doesn't have, really have a point to be in the movie. It's really no, not. No, exactly. It's, it's so it convolutes the plot so much with the Maisie beta locust, uh, Charlotte Lockwood, Dr. Wu, that all gets so needlessly convoluted and goofy where it could have been a lot more streamlined, logical, and not so messy. Um, if you want to do beta, you could have done two things. Maisie could have showed up at Biosyn and discovered, oh, they have a clone of blue. It's a baby clone of blue. Oh, we got to save her because it's a baby clone of blue. And Owen being like, oh, shit, okay. Or they could have returned back at the end of the movie and been like, blue had a baby while we were away. What the hell? And that would have been a nice little end cap of the movie if you want to beta. But, yeah. Uh, talk about the notes, Aziz. You're muted. Um, I think Aziz... Uh, I got it. Sorry, boys. I was uh, <laughs> coughing. I was a little bit sick under the weather. Excuse me, please. Uh, anyways, I'll go over the notes yeah, real quick. These are the things that just uh, kind of jumped out at me. Like, um, First off, I'll just start from top to bottom here. So Biosyn made Locust to save the world's food source. It's a little bit different than what the movie had it. I don't exactly what, remember what the movie was. I think it was just... Uh, Something gone wrong, right? Not necessarily what they wanted to do. We never, I think, <clears throat> I don't think we ever fully figure out what their yeah. action was, just that they were yeah. genetically modified to work with crops and things. They weren't trying to be evil, they're just trying mm -hmm. to make money. And yeah, and something else that we've already known is uh, that Lowry was at the CIA meeting instead of Franklin. That's something we've already known about. Something that I found rather interesting was originally Malcolm uh, and Ramsey weren't on the side of uh, Grant Nelly. So Initially, Malcolm didn't actually help Ellie with the game in the past, and Ellie actually had to steal that pass from Ramsey to get into the underground area. I found that interesting. And in this script, it wasn't specified that the Malta Raptors were an atrocity Raptors, just kept it generic at Raptors. So I guess that lends credence to the fact that JP3 Raptors were at one point considered. 
that so things are just lining up from based on the rumors. Everything is just starting to connect the dots here. I want to almost reads like a fake, but it's, it's real. Available before these things would have been known. Like these were before people knew Lowry was in the movie. In that, capacity. yeah, there you go. This dates Unreal, back so, yeah. before it was just very silent. And, um, and obviously, yeah. like Jay Johnson would have been in it if the scheduling did. Yeah, yeah it still would have happened. It was supposed to still be Jay Johnson. Yeah, it? Malcolm was going to be a sellout. Malcolm was going to have sold it in. Like the big thing was like by the end of the movie, he would have been like, ah. Oh, you're right. I sold my soul to the devil. Essentially, I'm gonna be good now. Yeah, I'll talk about that too. Weird. I have some of that on that too. Weird choice. Yeah, Grant was like violent with it. Malcolm. They're like, get, they're like at each other in this in this like version of the movie. I guess it's really interesting. Um, Ramsey Constance because conflict the, uh, Alley, is really important in movies. Turns out conflict. Yeah, would have actually had some villains in the movie. You know, well, except for Lewis Dots is an actual villainry and you know was solely missed. But we'll talk about that later as Dr. well. Doctor Wu's the real villain. <laughs> yeah, so the thing that makes Malcolm go back to the side of Grant and Ellie is actually that when that Dodson uh, leaves Grant and Ellie to die in like a mon, like not the monorail, like the substation thing. He just left him in the jungle to die, and that's when like Grant or Malcolm has his wake up, being like, "Oh shit, this guy's actually a piece of shit." Um, and then Chris mentioned earlier David Attenborough was supposed to be uh, like uh, what's it called? It was supposed to be like the narrator, at the star of the movie. This is like the notes from the studio now, or like the executive, or the writer. Sorry. Um, this guy's main problem was that there was too many characters pulling the story in too many different directions. Um, the a point that I found really interesting, and then this writer also found, was you have a world of open dinosaurs, but in this story, you bring it back into a closed ecosystem, making it completely irrelevant in this world of open dinosaurs. It completely negates it. It's back to being Jurassic Park or Jurassic World again. Uh, he also uh, he signals that the... Uh, Maisie's backstory becomes completely uh, complicated and unnecessary. You already had the fact that she was a clone. Why are you starting to walk it back and make it even more complicated when there's easy, easier ways to like genetically clone yourself and have babies now instead of rewriting your own DNA or whatever crazy sci-fi thing they had? Um, the Owen family never feels earned. I kind of agree with that, but it still, I felt like it did a good enough job for what it had to. Um, Biosyn wanted to seed uh, and... Yeah, but I wanted to have like the seed market and have Locust kind of control that as well at some point. Um, another big problem was there was no real villain. And the thing that we've all been complaining about and the one I really want to cap off the notes with is this guy said the Malta stuff felt way too much like a Fast and Furious sequence. Even called yes! it, quote unquote, a Fast and Furious sequence. Yes, it does. Yeah. And I, I remember that I remember saying before Dom came out, I was like, I bet you this movie's going to feel like a either a Mission Impossible or a Bourne movie. And what does it feel like? It feels like one of them. It just slaps around. And this, this guy is not, like Chris said, these notes are, they're not nice. Like, they're like, it's, if something was unnecessary, the guy, the guy wrote completely, or the, the, or the writer completely wrote, like, this is completely unnecessary. It makes no sense. It's pointless. And it's like, it's just brutally honest. It doesn't, it feels, honestly, it feels like a lot of the complaints that we had. So when I initially read this from Chris, I thought it was like a fake, because like, it sounds like every single complaint that we've had since the movies come out, but here, this writer has already had it, and for some reason, I, the studio didn't act on it when they had a chance. I want to so this this it's the notes are broken down into segments. Okay, so it'd be like Maisie or Biosyn, and this this segment is Maisie and Beta. So here's one of the notes because uh, the writer then suggests, you know, first they give like a little review of the script, and they're like, you know, it's offering minimal improvements from the last version of the script that we read. Uh, some of these choices are nice. This helps simplify it. This, you know, irons it out. But then it breaks it down into parts and it talks about what works, what doesn't work. So for Maisie and Beta, I find this fascinating. In order to streamline and simplify an already overcomplicated plot with often contradictory messages, we might consider dropping Beta from the mix. If Dr. Wu's intentions 
which never, by the way, seem the same as Dodson's, are to study the parthenogenesis process, then he really wouldn't need to have both Maisie and Beta kidnapped and brought to his lab. He also wouldn't even know about Blue being pregnant. But is that even a big deal anyway? Dinosaurs can already be cloned. And wasn't a pregnant dinosaur already an issue in the very first Jurassic Park film, The Freak of Nature, that the chaotician Malcolm warned everyone about? Further further strengthening the argument to eliminate Beta and focus on Owen and Claire's objectives on rescuing Maisie is the fact that Maisie is their de facto daughter. Finding her should be their only goal. Rescuing her shouldn't be on the same level as rescuing Beta, no matter what promise Owen made to Blue. (laughs) Owen risks everything to go back for Beta, undercuts the very idea of what a father would do to protect his daughter. Rescuing Maisie is the important thing. Saving Beta as well seems to be a distant secondary objective. Um, Then it also talks about how um, Maisie's backstory with Charlotte makes no sense and things like, you know, then tying that into the locust. Just it's absurd. It really, these things should not be interconnected. If you want to have Maisie kidnapped, have her get kidnapped, but don't make her be like the f- key to save the locusts. And like, yeah, it's yeah make the, the suggestion that they made for uh, Maisie's clone is like, have Wu want her because she's the only successful human clone, and have her study for that reason. Don't you don't even need to tie it to the dinosaurs? I don't even reason. think that's great. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't work with Jurassic, but that's a better reason in like a sci-fi. Plus, it works with Jurassic. It's Crichton. That's what people. I think say. it would be better than Crichton. It's Crichton. So dumb. Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> if you can clone dinosaurs, why can't you clone humans? Like, you know what I mean? Like that, just to me, yeah, I don't know. Is a weird stretch at this point in this universe with hybrids. I just wouldn't buy that. Like, Maisie's that miraculous that a human clone got made. I mean, like, just make her just a human clone, sure. But that to me, it makes her more important. Have her be kidnapped by the fucking poachers, um, and then Biosyn be like, "Why did you kidnap this kid? Oh my god! Okay, now we need to cover this up. What do we do? Because they didn't want people to find out." that um they were po- like paying poachers like they're basically covering up their dirty work on the mainland Maisie saw she got kidnapped because like we had a witness and then just make it kind of unravel from there and less about being key to the plot and more of just being a like a um a chaotic act a random chaotic act that then gets the ball rolling yeah I totally agreed. And I think the opening of this document actually opens with a kind of summary of the whole thing, right? This latest draft of Jurassic World Dominion offers a number of revisions that improve the screenplay in mostly superficial ways, but largely ignore most of our bigger, more conceptual concerns. And I think that summarizes the whole thing, doesn't it? There are some really mm-hmm. great moments in there, but ultimately the story itself not what the story is about, but the story, the way it's written, is just it's problematic. The DNA of the movie is corrupt, if you will. And it just, the thing is, these notes across the board address the issues with this movie, and it becomes very clear that the studio just did not want to invest the time into getting it right. And I think- And I think also, sorry, just a really important point, because the online dialogue is really difficult to deal with. It's more, like, if this was any other movie and these notes had come through, it's not about the fact that this is like, oh, I just don't, personally, I don't like Maisie, so I agree with Mm -hmm. these notes. This is- notes about a movie being a movie you know this is not objective notes or, this is about the screenplay isn't making sense to what you're trying to show on screen basically it's a filmmaking process though. it's a it's yeah and i think it's gonna get hard it's difficult for for you know people that really ended up loving dominion because they see this as a critique where well, you just didn't like the amazing well you should like, be able to because i i'm a about. fan i'm a someone who likes this movie and i can take these criticisms and be like okay yeah this, these are correct i wish these were changed it would make the movie that i like more enjoyable for me yeah, yeah that's the thing. 
that is the thing. You, you can enjoy a movie. You can enjoy a movie, but then also say, but also a lot of these criticisms, while they don't ruin it for the movie, a lot of times there's sometimes criticisms that are objectively like true. Like your subjectivity of the way that you enjoy the movie is fair. But objectively, you can tighten up a movie's plot lines. Objectively, a movie can get messy. And whether or not it affects your enjoyment or not is a whole other conversation. But this really, and what's funny is I think the, the conversation that I found fascinating is this shows that they were aware of the issues of this movie. Um, this version of the movie did not change very much to the version that we eventually got. It did change. like it. it, it again, they took these notes and I guess adjusted the most superficial elements without largely shaking up the, it was probably really late in the game that these notes came in and they weren't going to drop beta or anything like that. So like largely they didn't shake up the structure of the movie. They just addressed the most superficial, easy things to address and not the larger plot elements. And I think I find it fascinating because that goes to show you, they knew that this was a troubled movie and they chose to make it anyhow. And it's possible that some of these issues and to begin with, this is just the notes that the studio was given. The studio could have their own notes. Their studio might be like, ah, forget what forget what our experts said. We want more beta time in the movie. We want beta to be more important. So you got to understand that a lot of times these notes um, can be contradictory. But on a level, their respected expert um, screenwriter that they work with um, at the studio largely identified the issues that most fans and most um, critics had with the movie. Um, and they didn't act on it. And I think that that is a really fascinating insight on movie making now where they're basically asking for the notes. And then if they don't like them, they're throwing them out and not in the way of don't like them as in like, I don't know. It's just basically like the notes. They're like, oh no, that's these too many. Oh, you're trying to make this movie too. It's just a dumb dinosaur movie. Come on guys. It doesn't need to be. That's the problem. That's the other scary alternative. Do they consider this just a dumb dumb dinosaur movie action? Like a, like a dumb fast and furious action movie. I hope it doesn't because Jurassic Park didn't start there. Very strong beginnings. These notes take the movie seriously and address like a Jurassic Park almost address the perspective of like, let's get this right. And the movie ends up just being like, oh, it doesn't really matter. It's a big, dumb, Fast and Furious blockbuster thing. Like, like yeah, and, and that's that's my concern for the yeah. future. There's a lot of movies here. As you mentioned, Rats. you know, these notes came in, and we've ended up with Dominion, which closely resembles these notes to this day. It's a ninety percent the movie. same movie. Ninety percent. Yeah, so it's tough knowing that the studio definitely did receive this, and and it's it still the movie yeah. we got and. The same with Fallen Kingdom. I can't imagine there would have been notes. There weren't notes through that were very similar. Well, we know there were. We know there were some. Yeah, I mean, we know that there were. No, there were notes. They had a lot of writers on Fallen Kingdom. I mean, hell, we found out that um David Kep wrote on Dominion, which I found Frank Darabont also wrote on fucking Dominion for a little bit. Yeah, Dominion, Fallen Kingdom, Frank Darabont, Darabont, and um, Fallen Kingdom, Skyfall writer. Yeah, there you go. What's his face? But it's sounding like the JP3 script a little bit. You know how they had they yeah, just kept bringing in different really talented uh, Alexander Payne wrote JP3. Like, what would you do on this movie? And they're just like, Well, I wouldn't write this movie because I'm the guy who wrote Sideways, and I'm like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it's it's strange. Um, but I think coming away from this, it does make me nervous for the future of the franchise. And I think if you're not nervous, then um I mean Cinema is not the same. Don't have to say, bro. Don't have to say. 
Well, yeah, cinema's yeah. different for everyone. Cinema's different for everyone. It's, no, 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 totally. I, and that's the thing. It's yeah. totally subjective. People can find mm -hmm. enjoyment, enjoyment. But I think that's what we're trying to cut through to is that there can be a movie, that, or it can be an absolute fucking god-awful movie that is your personal favorite movie. It's fine. Enjoyment come, doesn't need to be a well-structured mm -hmm. movie for you to enjoy it. But you have to yes. be able to recognize that there are basic principles in movie and screenplay and storytelling that if they're broken unintentionally or intentionally like for the wrong reasons it's just comes off as a bad film like it doesn't mm -hmm. flow right it doesn't feel right it's missing certain elements and i think these notes are so eye-opening to the process that the studio has in that screenplay um there's also a there's a really interesting bit here it's like the script opens strong with the cretaceous era t-rex giving way to a modern day uh, descendant now running wild in Oregon. It's this kind of action set in the more populated environment that we've been waiting to see again ever since the T-Rex got loose in San Diego way back in the Lost World. And I think like it's such a fascinating point. It is true that we're all waiting for dinosaurs on the mainland because that's what's being set up for two movies now. <clears throat> And it didn't really happen. And in Dominion, it's in an isolated location in the mountain somewhere. Yeah, that's, and just, that's, that's an island. That's an island. It's no different than an island. Well, I yeah. think it's been being like a rural, isolated location. I think that that's totally fine. They're not going to be in the Mal city. Malta was great, like purely for intro introducing dinosaurs in a sandy, deserty kind of sit like yeah, environment. It's nice to see a new environment. <clears throat> it yeah, been I, I, I don't think we got close to the same. Mm -hmm feeling of the way that the San Diego, I love the San Diego scene in the Lost World. And I think it's such a, it was such a necessary end to the Lost World, finally being like just a, just 10, 15 minutes of well, it's, a dinosaur in a city. I you want know. to talk about what's fascinating about that is in the Jurassic Park Ultimate Visual History, we find out why Spielberg made that choice. Because if mm. you recall, Can you tell me? I haven't seen that yet. It was not going to be on the mainland. It was going to have the Pteranodons and everything like that. But uh, the reason why Spielberg, because originally Spielberg was going to direct Jurassic Park 3. Mm. And his Jurassic Park 3 plot was going to be dinosaurs getting onto the mainland. Yeah. And at some point while making The Lost World, he went, you know what? I want to focus on other movies. I don't want to keep doing sequels. I'm not Damn gonna, it, Spielberg. I'm not going to do JP3. But I really want an opportunity to do a dinosaur in a mainland environment. So that is why... The Lost World's ending changed because Spielberg wanted his chance to direct a dinosaur. Well, we always kind of said that in like the Jurassic Bad Minds in 97 too. To be mainland. And we know. Like and then we know JP3 is originally mainland. Thing is, all these movies handled the mainland plot a lot more mainland. gracefully. Um, Do we know yeah, anything about San Diego that? Plot, by the way? Middle of the night, San Diego. So, so it's a city, but it's not like LA, New York or something. And, and it's it's really like, it's kind of going in the suburban areas. It's not even like smashing down city blocks and stuff and towers. It's a, it's a really well put together sequence, especially because the lack of people that were out and about aided to that kind of, you know, it wasn't like- a, It's an animal, it's like an animal that got lost at night. Yeah, it's not like Godzilla tearing down the city. It's like an animal that wandered in, like a bear wandering in your backyard in like, like in California, right? It's the yes. same idea. No, yeah, like, like a T-Rex walking around a, a city suburb. It's, it's such a. Oh, brilliant... and it happened to eat your. He happened to eat your dog by accident. Like shit. Like yeah, that. Yeah. That happens in LA with coyotes well, and stuff. Yeah, right? Or imagine it this way: it's a very stressed animal that was being transported, originally sedated, woken up from the sedation. The car, the transportation device was in, crashed. This animal was agitated. It's now in the middle of an urban environment, and it's running around confused and agitated. It's yeah, not it's just really it wandering in, you know. 
it yeah. just that yeah. sounds good, but why doesn't the Lost World make it sound like? Why doesn't it look that good in the movie? It, it sounds cool the, the way Chris scene. described it's it. Brilliant. <laughs> no way, Chris described it and it sounded like, "Well, that's good." Where's that from, Jasper? This was the Lost World. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, I know. But I think that is such an interesting point, and I think this note really does do it for me. Like, there aren't many scenes in Dominion that that give me that same feeling, but also make me feel like the dinosaurs are really that much of a threat to the mainland because they all seem to be able to do I it. Mean, I found the scene with uh, Zia and them in the Nasuta Cer- the, the Ceratopsian farm. I found that to be actually really fascinating. Yes. It's, that was cool. It, it, that was cool. That was a well put together scene as well. Nice. Yeah, job. it doesn't necessarily explain what's going on, um, but I do think exploring things in that direction a little bit more would have been wise. I think figuring out why Owen was capturing the Parasaur at the beginning, put, providing some context to some story there. Could have been kind of neat. Oh, you know? like the dinosaurs starting to like become invasive to the areas or something. Yeah, or, That'd be cool. You know, oh, we know parasaurs. Really anything, be- literally anything you're saying, I guess, technically. Well, if you recall, a few years back with Jurassic Outpost, Colin Tavaro said, we're not going to change the dinos- the designs of the dinosaurs previously established. If any dinosaurs come in with a wildly different design, they're going to be made by new people. So for some reason, the parasaurs in the mainland in California now are wildly different designs. So maybe Owen is them. capturing them because he's like, well, these aren't the ones from the island. What's going on here? Maybe that could have been part of the yeah, plot. Yeah. Maybe that could have been part of the plot. And then going, it's a video game. It's a video game coming up. We got dinosaurs showing up that uh, weren't from Jurassic World now. So not only are we dealing with the invasive species aspect of the dinosaurs that got free and whatnot from the islands, I'm afraid people might be making their own and things. Uh, we better get to the bottom of this. That could have yeah. led to the locust plot and you know there's so many that could be a show that could be a storyline for something they can use that that's a good thing thing is is he what he said he wouldn't do a few years ago then they just go and do anyways for some reason um and it's just i don't know it's a little frustrating then yeah it's just like the prologue sequence within the dinosaurs just end up looking the same as the modern ones for some reason um you had a lot of there's this movie is squandered opportunities left and right and it's hard not to be frustrated by it um, and if it worked better structurally, these things would be more superficial. But because it doesn't work structurally and it doesn't really have any nuance and complexity to its plot, it's hard not just to find everything frustrating. Um, and it's hard not to get caught up by the superficial because the movie largely is superficial. That's why I'm caught up on the superficial elements on Jurassic World Dominion, because it is a very superficial movie. Yeah, and I, I do feel like coming away... The longer it's been, I haven't watched it since. And I like, whatever, man. But it, I just have zero urge, zero desire. I feel very let down over Me the too. last few movies. Like, I, I, again, I'll preface it because you have to now. I love that people do love these movies and have enjoyment from them. That doesn't take away you almost have to preface my it, yeah. lack of enjoyment. I'm glad you enjoy them. That's great. Movies are subjective. But Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and Dominion, all three of them have let me down. And I'm a big fan of the originals. And you could call it rose-tinted glasses. You could call it whatever you want. Oh, I had so much anticipation. But there's a lot of franchises similar to Jurassic that I grew up with that have had sequels that I've really enjoyed. And there's a lot of movies that, in general, are able to handle 30 years on making a sequel. just seems like a lot of boxes weren't being ticked on these three movies. And especially Dominion, I think, is a great summary of what happened to this trilogy. If you watch that movie, I mean... It just seems like the conversation has ended and it seems a bit soon for that to have happened. And it's all very quiet, not just the studio, but the, the, even I don't see many 
topics about Dominion or diving deep into Dominion and people discovering stuff about Dominion. It seems like well, Jack, look at even us, man. It's even hard for us to like, like aside from chatting with us, we chat all the time, but we don't like sit down and like record a podcast like we used to. You know, like mm. that magic is the fire is gone. Like we talk all the time, but we don't we don't record all the time like we used to. I yeah, that's a yeah, it's a really interesting point. It is the we and we were younger, obviously, back in 2015. We, we were had really more time excited, for sure. It, it's hard to talk about something when, uh, yeah, you're coming away from it thinking, oh, I just personally didn't enjoy it so much. So I, it's hard to record and, and want to do it. But yeah, I don't know. It, I'm I these studio notes really are interesting. And it's, I guess, more of the question is why weren't they followed more? Um, you know, I'm sure we can find out. This will be something fun to follow over the next couple I, of years, honestly. What, what happened behind the scenes? Deadlines and it's saying things. That COVID maybe too. Yeah, COVID, uh, guys, I think COVID must have, or the pandemic must have played a some sort of a role in this. It must have been like at some point that so we can't, there's only so much they can honestly do with the time that they had. There must have been some other like behind the scenes stuff that, yeah, but that I'm sure will come out. The, this yeah. movie has largely followed a lot of the same plot elements for years. It's a lot of time to figure this out. I don't maybe, know if, but maybe they were locked in. Like we don't know. We don't. We won't know for a while. Maybe I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt for now. This movie could have benefited so much by streamlining its own complexity of its plot, mm -hmm. um, and then just focusing more on the elements that they choose to keep and really diving into them rather than sprinkling elements and trying to interweave them. But you don't really spend too much time with any of them. You know, while we're ending this pod, like I'm thinking about, it's weird how Jurassic and Star Wars, the episode seven, eight, nine, felt like follows such a similar trajectory, like decent openers, and they just went downhill, and everyone just stopped talking about them. Very similar, like same with the box office, similar trajectory just went downhill well, and just. That's why I think the conversation it. about studios and notes and feedback loops is very relevant. That's why I felt like talking exactly. about notes is very relevant. You're minimizing your returns. Like the returns are dropping. You got to start putting. Eventually, you got to start putting some more effort into your product that you put out. Mm. Uh, all I can say is I hope Jurassic can get its uh, Andor moment. Um, I hope so too. We can only hope, my friend. What's left in the franchise? Camp Cretaceous is finished currently. We know there's going to be another animated show. I got to finish that future. Still. Yeah. But currently, Camp Cretaceous is over. Uh, there's no game coming out that we're aware of, and the only thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is the live tour, which is now actively touring again. Back up again. And JP30. Hey, Vancouver. Canada, which I, I didn't know about. So I, Yo, Jack, let's go hit that up, bro. We're just yeah, I'm, man. I'm your neighbor and I'll hit it up. What's going on? Hey, Jack, <laughs> the live tour is coming to Canada. Oh. But I not yet, but I, I didn't realize it was. Um, yeah, but I was going to say, that seems to be the only thing, Jurassic, that's still going. Is the life well? We should talk and about JP thirty, right? We should in. touch on that if we know anything. Um, yeah. Next so JP thirtieth next year, and it's going to be a great. That. It's going to be it's going to be exciting because the 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 original classic best movie is going to be everywhere again. It's going to be on screens. People are going to be showing scenes Will from it? the original movie. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, right? I mean, like, you really, get ready to buy your tickets for no, the last minute. I would love for a, a, a re release in theaters. I know they just did it recently, but you know, do it again. Um, I'd also honestly love for them to do a new remastering because I felt like the uh, 4K, yeah. the Blu ray, all of those have some really bad color grade choices. There, none of them mm -hmm. are true to the original. So, if you've seen the incredible work that the team behind the open mat versions are doing, then you know that the studio can need to pump some more money and remaster this movie properly. Yeah, just trying to get the color grade in there. And, uh, yeah, you know, the Blu ray, you've either got the 
the ultra ultra cold version which is really weird for the original blu-ray then you've mm. got the ultra ultra warm version for the which is also blu-ray. cropped and has additional weird cropping on it yeah um, and the, sorry the blue one i think has hair smoothing and yeah i hate the button i have the blue they, one i hate it they just need to spend some money do a proper um port and remaster of jurassic park well let me ask you guys this though forget aside from the part which we know they probably won't do because it's universal I don't think be real. yeah and what do you guys think about the chances of an event i i honestly don't i know. think there will probably be an event in june i think it's it's hard to you have to think beyond the gates got one yeah that showed that people want it that showed well, yeah, that very, showed that people want it. That shows that people want more I agree, events. but there was a movie coming out that year, so it was very... Um, JP30, everyone loves JP. Remember JP25? That was in the, like, in the, anime, like, in the wake was, of a new one. Was but, proof, that I was a hype can, event, guys. Remember, there's also but, a movie yeah, coming out that year. That's pretty but sad, JP, like, I, it, I don't know. I think if you set a JP event in LA or Florida, I think guaranteed, just by the fact that it's a JP in those parks, you're going to get a lot of people, just by the fact alone. Yeah, yeah. but I think, I think Chris makes a good point, though, because JP25... It really was like it was about Colin. It, wasn't, it was about what's and coming and all of that on stage, and it was incredible. But they they talked, yeah. So I just to I, cap I feel up like the it too, bro. silly for them not the to be events. Maybe it's not going to be like a big event like that, but maybe it'll be smaller events that take place at both mm-hmm. parks, like over a period of a week. Maybe the whole month sure. there's like an extra bunch of stuff that's going on. Maybe there's, um, you know, the the shop they set up at the Hollywood Park, which was like a prop, like an old. Um, mm-hmm. They got the old props yeah. out there. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. they'll do stuff like that, but I do. I think there'll be an event. I think it'd be weird if there wasn't. I hope so. I'm itching for one. Just maybe they'll announce something, but I again, I don't feel like that will happen. What, the week before like, the event? Yeah, one day before. <laughs> no, I mean they'll announce like a new movie. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, they won't do that. They don't like us that much. <laughs> the, future, uh, the future of the franchise, I think, is something we should save for another podcast. Yeah, yep. think, uh, that's a great conversation to have. Happy New Year to all of our listeners out there. We hope you had a great festive holiday season, um, however you spent it. And Happy New Year. This is uh, 2023, 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park. It's our year. We're getting old. Crazy. Leave your comments down below if you enjoyed this podcast. Let us know what you want in the next installment, whatever it might be, of Jurassic Park, the Jurassic World era. What do you want to see? Let us know in the comments, and we will go through the best of those comments and talk about them on the podcast. And we'll delete the others. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for listening, guys. Any final, any final thoughts? I mean, thank you for bearing with us. That's what I gotta say. Uh, yeah, and I mean, largely, I know this episode. It's been a little more cynical, um, and it's because a lot of that's pent up, and haven't we haven't had the opportunity to really properly talk about it. Um, but I, I still think that there's so many stories to explore with Jurassic. I'm not like at a point where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. No, actually quite the opposite. I just hope that the right lessons can be taken and we can get back to basics and really just explore a movie that's got a little bit of magic in it and some mm-hmm. complexity. And um, we'll discuss it on the next podcast, yes. but I watched uh, A Quiet Place too again well actually well, i watched it recently i thought i hadn't seen it and then i got halfway through and i was like i've seen this movie <laughs> <laughs> um, i was like man the first quiet place and the second quiet place it just vibes different movies like, they're very good movies very yeah they're different man they don't make them like, the, like yeah, that i think we all came away from the first one saying we replaced those monsters with raptors and, mm-hmm. and we're happy movie. you have a brilliant jurassic movie and um yeah i mean i really hope there's something there 
I hope um, John Krasinski gets involved somehow. I think it's just a very logical choice coming away from those two. A matter of time, I think, boys. I think it's a matter of time. Hopefully. I mean, there's a lot of really talented writers and filmmakers out there. Um, And I just hope that maybe they allow Jurassic the breathing room to explore some smaller stories and just get back to, you know, putting people, put us in the shoes of a world where there's dinosaurs. Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe I I want the movie to have something to say, but I don't necessarily need it to be too complex. Make the themes complex, maybe not the plot. You know what I mean? Um, And Mm -hmm. I think that's, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. But I just want to say that despite all this, there is a lot that I still love about Jurassic. I'm really excited about a lot about it. Uh, And I'm hopeful, hopelessly optimistic, despite, constantly being let down um you know (laughs) yes yes indeed thank you for listening to the in general podcast everybody leave a comment down below like this video you can dislike it if you want doesn't really matter anymore since youtube censored the uh dislike option it'll hurt my feelings though please don't well you won't even know no No. one will know that's a good point (laughs) no actually it's true download the YouTube revanced app if you have Android and it brings back all those features, gives you YouTube premium. It's brilliant. You're going no, out of your way to get hurt. Why would you do that? <laughs> no, I think it's important to see the dislikes. But hey, That's enjoy. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Leave your comments down below what you want to see in the next one, whatever it might be of Jurassic, whether it's a film, TV show. Leave your comments down below. Thank Good. you so much for listening. Farewell. Goodbye.